Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Here we are. Thanks for joining us. I'm Joel Brzezinski, Mike Kapler, and we're getting set to talk about the grace of God. It's what we do around here. Uh, we, we've been doing it for over 10 years and we love doing it. So thanks for coming along. Thanks for uh, sharing the podcast with a friend or uh, with anybody who you think might be interested in hearing a little bit more about the grace of God. We try to keep it simple around here. Every once in a while, we might dig a little deep, but it's for the most part, we just keep it simple and try to uh, present the basic gospel message in a way that uh, people will understand, because really the gospel message is meant to be simple. I think, Cap, that the church in some ways has, uh, has complicated things up <laughs> by uh, mixing covenants and uh, mixing works in with the gospel, you know, things like that. And so we're trying to present things in a simple way uh, that people would understand. That's just the way it's worked out. We didn't plan it that way. It's just the way it is. I guess it's, it's where our heart is at, is to make sure we've got this solid foundation of what the gospel is. And perhaps like me, for many years, I'm sure people out there listening now may think they know some of these basics, some of these foundations about the true grace of the gospel. But we've been discovering over these many years, there's always something fascinating to learn about the simple gospel. Because sometimes we, and and you can move on from here. I mean, keep listening to us, I hope, because you you always kind of need that foundation. You know, uh, Paul talked about to people that he was writing to to be reminded. He wanted them to be reminded of the things that they had talked about. And even, you know what, Joel, even going back to the Old Covenant, God was instructing Israel to pass along from generation to generation these things that they had seen and heard. A lot of that was in regards to the law, how God delivered them from Egypt and different things like that, Old Covenant stuff but they were to be reminded of it, and, and we are too. Let's, and Peter uh, also talked about that in his epistles, being reminded, not forgetting who we are in, in this new covenant of Christ. And, and so um, there's always something great to learn. You can go on into deeper things if you want to. The problem is sometimes people get into the forest so deep they start staring at the trees and they forget what the forest looks like. So we mm. kind of like the aerial view where we sort of just look at the gospel and the bigger picture. Sure, there's a lot more to learn, and there always will be, I think, throughout eternity. But this is where we're at. And and so many people, especially in the world of church, have yet to really grasp these simple things. You know, Joel, there are people who have been told, uh, because it says so in Romans, that they are not under condemnation in Christ Jesus. And yet, in the very same breath, they'll be ministered they'll be taught that very ministry of condemnation through the law. Mm-hmm. That's because <laughs> that's, that's what the law is meant to do. That's what, why yeah. the law came as the ministry. But, but, of, but it messes people up, but, right? Yeah, I mean, it does. How are people going to grasp some of these things we talk about when they've got this double talk they're always hearing from week to week? Yeah, the double talk, you know, kind of what I started uh, saying there, you know, mixing the covenants. I think people don't realize that because— it's in the Bible, and so what the Bible says, you know, we're supposed to follow. And uh, you know, 
Paul had talked about rightly dividing the word of truth. There is a division in the Bible. That's the thing. I think it's something that's so important for us to understand in the church today. There is a division of the word of truth. Everything that the Bible says, what it tells us, it it is God's truth. Now, we've talked, of course, about there are things where people said things that aren't true, but the message from God in the Bible is all true. The law is good and just and holy. The gospel is the truth of God, but there's a division between the law and the gospel. They're not the same thing. They need to be rightly divided. And uh, without that division, without understanding that, people really do get messed up. I mean, we've got plenty of podcasts over the years that talk about that, and I'm sure we'll, we'll spend a lot more time in the future talking about that. But just understanding, if, if people could just get that basic understanding that there's a difference, that when you're reading the law, you're not reading the gospel. <laughs> and when you're reading the gospel, the law is not included there. <laughs> the law was there for a purpose to uh, condemn, to bring death, bondage, guilt. The gospel came as a way of saving people from all of that. You know, we need to really get that straight. And then we can realize and know who we really truly are in Christ and not get mixed up with thinking that there's some law in there and that there's some old covenant stuff in there. And what we're talking about here isn't some new revelation. It's not something that we've just come up with and we're trying to change uh, the church. We're actually hoping that we can bring the church back into the truth of, of the of the gospel so that people will be confident in who they are in Christ, because that's one thing that a works mentality, a performance-based mentality before God, will bring a person to a place of feeling insecure, not knowing where they stand with God. You know, the intro to our show says, it talks, of, it talks about, do you really know where you stand with God. Do you ever worry about where you stand with God? You can be certain, you can be sure of where you stand with God because of the gospel. Uh, Under the law and a a mixture of law and grace, you're not going to find that, that type of boldness and confidence. Wondering where you stand with God. Boy, that's a scary place to be, and I spent a lot of my Christian life in in that place. But hey, uh, last week we were talking about, uh, we've been following a bit of a thread here in, in regards to forgiveness last week more about sanctification, and we discovered that in our identity in Christ in this new covenant, really justification, forgiveness, sanctification, these are all things that have been accomplished for us, and Christ became not only our covenant, our Savior, but also our, our sanctification. He, he is our forgiveness. He is our advocate. Uh, he has established us. It's, it's all been done by him. And yet, so many times we, we get the idea, it's, it's now up to me. The gift has been presented, I received this gift, and now it's, it's up to me. And, and that puts you back under a, a direction that will take you towards the, the same covenant that Israel was under, the old covenant that, that failed, the people failed within the covenant. So what we've got now, Joel, is this, this new identity in Christ, having already been sanctified, having already been justified, having already been cleansed, these are now a part of, of who we already are. And so I, I think sometimes we, we just need to, to ask ourselves the question, is Jesus holy? Is he perfect? Is he righteous? We know the answer is yes. We also know he was sanctified. 
And since we are in him, John talked about this, we've been talking about it in recent weeks, we're in him, he is in us. But more, just as importantly, though, here, we, we know God is in us, but we are in him. And because of that, we are also all of these things, holy, perfect, righteous, as Jesus is. Because as John said in, in his first epistle, 417, because as he is, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. It's, it's, again, it's not something that's happening later on in the sweet by and by. It's, it's a reality, a spiritual reality for us in the here and now. Yeah, <laughs> right here, right now. It's our reality. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. Of course, that's not saying that we are Jesus, but like you were just saying there, Cap, we're in him, and he is in us. And so, just to repeat what you were saying, everything that you just mentioned, Christ's holiness, Christ's righteousness, Christ's perfection, Christ's sanctification. He is all of these things. He is all of those things. And as he is, so are we in this world. Those are not things that we're striving after. They're not things that we're trying to attain by our works. They're not things that we're trying to become. Those are things that God has made us already. We, we already are these things because we're in Christ. And the good news is that even though we don't always act like it, because a lot of people will say, well, we're fruit inspectors, and if a person isn't acting like that, then they must not have ever been saved, or they're, or they're backslidden, or, or whatever. But the truth is, is that all of these things, holiness, righteousness, justification, sanctification, it's not based on our behavior. It's based upon what Christ has done and the fact that we're in him. And so when our behavior doesn't line up with the reality of who we are, all it means is that we've been perhaps walking after the flesh. We haven't had our minds set on on the truth or the reality of who we are. There's growing to do. There's various reminders, again, like you were talking about a little bit ago, reminding ourselves of the truth. But the truth remains that we remain in Christ even when our behavior doesn't match it doesn't line up with it. And so because of that, because it's an identity that's based on birth and not based on behavior, then what John is saying here in 1 John 4, you know, he says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. You see, it's all based on what he did. It's based upon what Christ has done, and we simply get to go along for the ride and, and enjoy responding to God rather than it being about us trying to do something for God, and then he'll respond to us by giving us these things. Now, he's already given these things to us, and we're perfected in those things. Yeah, boldness. I, I like that. In the day of judgment, of all places. Uh, why? Not because we've got it all together. Right. <laughs> but because, because of what you were just talking about, Joel, because we're in him, because of what he's done for us, that we can have this boldness, this confidence because for many years of my Christian life, my confidence was based upon how well I performed. And so we get this confusion, as Joel was just talking about, this confusion between behavior and identity. It's, it's a big deal because we are perfect. Now, that, but again, it's, it's not related to I do everything perfect. I don't behave perfectly. 
but we have been perfected. Perfection was found in Christ. Again, we're in him, he is in us. So it's time we connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Are you in him? Is he in us? Let's let's connect those dots and, and begin to realize that we're all of these things now in our identity in Christ, becoming a partaker of the divine nature, not because of what we do, but just because of what we've been born into. And you see, under the old covenant, those old sacrifices, they couldn't make people perfect. But the sacrifice of Christ could make us perfect. But don't confuse that with the progressive improvements that may take place in your behavior. That's that's a different thing. And and that's that's also not sanctification. Sanctification, as we talked about, and, and behavior are not synonymous. They're two different things. Uh, yeah, that's right. They're two different things. And and with that said, you know, a lot of people will ask us then, as we talk about, you know sanctification, not being about behavior. Well, does behavior matter? Does what I do matter? And of course it does, but what's the motivation behind what you do? Is it a matter of trying to sanctify yourself, which you can't do, (laughs) because Christ already did that, or is it a matter of growing in God's love, being grafted into a vine, Jesus Christ, and the motivation of being his love and his life in us. That is what we're going to move on to next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.